Hey, this is Derek Wooten. I'm lead pastor of Makers Church here in Cincinnati, Ohio, where our desire is to make disciples and make a difference. Thank you so much for joining us through our podcast. We pray this message speaks life and encouragement into you and what God is doing in your life. Hope you enjoy it. For our construction team, they did a great job. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, stand to your feet. We're going to have some fun today in the house of the Lord. How many of you guys have heard me say this? We are spiritual, but we are not stuffy. Come on. We're going to laugh. How many of you guys know the Lord loves when we laugh? He gave us an ability to laugh on purpose. We're going to have fun getting into the Word of God today. I'm excited to start this series. And, uh, man, our church, I don't know if you noticed as you came in today, we were able to decorate for the Christmas season. And um, in honor of that, we decided for our series to also add some garland here with these amazing orange barrels. Doesn't it look pretty? It looks so good. Yes, it does. Um, But I'm so excited to get into this series, and I want to tell you why. Uh, I, I don't know about you, I do not want to stumble into 2023 because I just uh, sloppily got through 2022. There's five Sundays left this year. I wanna finish strong and let this year be a strength springboard into what God wants to do next year in my life. Does anybody else feel that way in the house? And I believe God has downloaded something in my spirit for the next several weeks that I believe is going to challenge you and it is going to change you and you will start 2023. You're gonna walk into 2023 with a Holy Ghost filled swagger, ready to just see everything God wants to do in and through your life. And if you wanna slip into that anointing with me today as we get into the word, I want you to slip up your hand and I want you to pray with me right now that you're ready to receive what God's going to say to us. So Father, we love you today. We thank you. God, for who you are, and God, all you've done this year. God, I cannot help but look over the last 11 months and tell you thank you. God, for every time, God, that you saw me, every time that you encouraged me, God, every time that you blessed me, God, every time you opened up right doors and shut wrong ones, God, every time, Lord, you did what I did not think you were able to do, God, or you did what I did not even know you were doing, Lord, today I thank you for your faithfulness, for your consistency, for for your goodness in my life. And God, I pray, God, as we get into the word today, God, I pray that you would open up every ear to hear. God, you would open up every heart to receive. And Lord, your word today, God, would challenge us and change us and we would leave differently because of the power of your spirit. And we bless you in this room today and we thank you and it's in Jesus' name we pray. Come on, if you're ready, somebody say amen. Amen, amen. Church, I'm excited today that we're going to get into a series, and i got to get my vest on because this is important. I went to a, a store, and I bought me a Pastor derek size vest because I tried to put on the ones those boys were wearing and it looked like I was a fat guy in a shirt that was too small. So I went and bought one for myself. But I'm excited to start a series, and yes, this is bright, and it matches my personality. Thank you so much. This is a series entitled Under Construction. Somebody shout Under Construction. Now look to your neighbor and say, we're about to go under construction. Come on, tell them. We're about to go under construction. Listen, church, I don't know if you've noticed, but on the last several months here on the east side, we have been under construction, it feels like, everywhere. Can I get a witness from somebody? It seems like everywhere we go, we see these beautiful orange barrels everywhere we go. Seems like everywhere we go, we see guys invest like this and we see caution tape and we see there's been road work and construction 
everywhere. That's not an exaggeration. On Highway 32, right here at the church, even in my own neighborhood in multiple areas. There was one day in particular, uh, several weeks ago, every entrance to my neighborhood was blocked and we had to, uh, we, we find, they finally got flag people that got us through there and it took me 40 minutes to get to the church. How many of you guys know that you have to pray for to stay sanctified in those moments? But there's been construction everywhere and, and there's been all these things that we've seen and um, everywhere I go, I see these orange barrels and these workers invest in half. And I don't know about you, but what I've found is my typical roots have changed. My typical roots have changed. The shortcuts that I used to take, now they've been taken away. I have longer travel times. I have people slowing me down. Other people are driving slower and they're driving worse as a result of all the construction. And I don't know about you, there's been a few nights I've seen these stupid orange barrels in my sleep. Instead of counting sheep, I'm counting orange barrels. Come on, somebody. And listen, I haven't been irritated or inconvenienced one time. I've been irritated and inconvenienced about 86 times. Because everywhere I go, it seems that things are under construction. And I'll just blatantly tell you, vulnerably tell you what's gotten me through this time. It's been Jesus and little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. Come on, somebody. Woo, I love them. They've been helping me. But here's what's funny. I was relatively okay with all the construction that I saw until the construction got to the church and they took away our turn, turn lane. When that happened, I was like, okay, God, it's official. I'm irritated. Anybody ever told God you're irritated before? Just me? Okay, you're holier than me. That's good. But I said, God, I'm officially irritated. And the Holy Spirit stopped me and said, Derek, I'm not an irritator. I'm an orchestrator. He said, I'm not an irritator, Derek. I'm an orchestrator. And I said, okay, Lord, I, I understand that. And then he said to me, Derek, what you see happening outside the church is what needs to happen inside the church. He said, what you see happening on the outside of the church is what needs to happen on the inside of the church. He said, Derek, he said, makers needs to go under construction for what is coming. He said, makers church needs to go, un somebody say under construction. Under construction for what is coming. And I said, before, Lord, before the year's over, he said, yes, before the year's over. And then the Lord reminded me how at the beginning of 2022, we said this was gonna be a year of yes. Somebody shout yes. Do you remember that? Now you shout yes again. Come on, we're on a roll, yes. It's gonna be a year of yes. A year with whatever God has said yes to, we wanna say yes to. Let me remind you from God's word. 2 Corinthians chapter one, verses 20 through 22. Isn't that funny, even the text, 2022. 2 Corinthians one, verses 20 through 22. It says, whatever God has promised gets stamped with the yes of Jesus. In him, this is what we preach and pray, the great amen. Here it is, God's yes and our yes yes together, gloriously evident. God affirms us, making us a sure thing. Everybody thankful you're a sure thing in Jesus. Come on, when the, when the Bengals aren't a sure thing, Jesus is a sure thing, come on now. He says we're a sure thing, making us a sure thing in Christ, putting his yes within us by his spirit. He has stamped us with his eternal pledge, a sure beginning of what he has destined to complete. How many of you guys can honestly say that you can recognize in your life God is still just getting started? 
He's nowhere near being done, but he has started something, and because he's good, he will finish it. If you believe that, somebody give the Lord a shout of praise right now. Come on. You know he's going to finish what he started in your life. And so here we are, church. We're in our last, uh, our last teaching series of 2022, and throughout the year, we've been saying yes to what God has said yes to. And, and we've been saying yes, but can I tell you, God's looking for one more yes as we finish out this year. God's looking for one more yes, for our yes to one of his promises. And let me tell you why. This promise that we're gonna say yes to over the next several weeks, church, it is vital so God can continue to unlock his best in our lives. It is vital so God can continue to unlock his best for our lives. So I need you to go ahead and find somebody in your neighborhood and tell them, say, I say yes, come on. I say yes, I say yes, I say yes, I say yes. You say, Pastor, what's our yes to? Our yes is to saying that we're willing to go under construction. Our yes is that we're willing to go under construction. And listen, we're gonna go under construction and we're not gonna be irritated about it. I'll buy you a vest to make you wear it next week too if you're irritated. We're gonna go under construction and we're not gonna be irritated about it, church. Instead, we're going to be grateful and thankful. We're going to be grateful and thankful. Come on now, I know the Thanksgiving holiday might be over, but God's will for each of us is that we live thankful in all things. You know, let, me, let me give you Bible in case you forgot. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 18. It says, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. If you belong to Jesus, honey, you don't get a choice. You better be thankful because it's the will of the Lord for your life. And so I want you to see something, church. As we get into this and we say yes to being under construction, don't get irritated or frustrated with the Lord, but just say, Lord, I am thankful that you love me enough that you would continue to work in me the way you started in me. That you would continue to make me, inform me, and mold me. How many of you guys know God's not done with you? I promise if you still have breath in your body, God is not done with you. If you're online right now, listen, God's not finished with you, but there is greater that is still to come in Jesus' name. Let me remind you what I told you last week. Let me go ahead and just prepare you. The Lord told me in 2023, it's going to be our year to rise. It's going to be a year for you and me in this house to rise, to go up higher and go to places we've never been. But I want to tell you something. If you want to rise to greater and more that God has for you next year, you've got to be willing in this season, in these few weeks to say, Lord, I'm also willing to go under construction for you to continue to make me and mold me into everything that you desire for me to be. Come on, find somebody else and tell them, say, I'm going under construction. Come on, tell them. You gotta go ahead and declare it and get it in your spirit today. You're going under construction. You're going under construction. And so let's talk about this. What does it mean to go under construction? Here's a simple definition. Something that is unfinished. To go, something goes under construction, it is something that is unfinished and actively being worked on. Something that is unfinished and actively being worked on worked on. How many of you guys know that that definition describes each of us? Something that is unfinished and actively being worked on. That describes you and me. So I need you today, I need you to come out of that pumpkin pie paralysis that you're in and get with me for a few minutes. 
I want you to see something because I wanna tell you this morning, church, it doesn't matter how long you've been walking with God or where you are in your relationship with him, you are still being worked on. You are still being worked on. Let me give you some Bible so you can breathe it in today. That God's still working on you. Philippians chapter one, verse six. Here's what it says in the Amplified. It says, I am convinced and confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will continue to perfect and complete it until the day of Christ Jesus and the time of his return. Notice it says, he who has begun a good work will continue. Somebody say will continue will continue. Then I go to Philippians, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 18, the second half of that verse, and it says, and the Lord who is the Spirit makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. How many of you guys know from God's word it tells us that we are continually being changed into the image of Jesus? And we're not done yet, but he's still doing those things. So I got further to go. See this one. How about Philippians chapter two, verse 13? For God is working in you. He doesn't say he's finished. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Church, he is still working on you and working on me so we can continue to look like him and live like him. If you believe that, somebody say amen. We're under construction. All of us are under construction to continue to become like Jesus in the earth. But here's the thing, church. The promise that God gives us about continuing to become more like him and being more fruitful isn't called under construction. He uses another word and another term. And I wanna show it to you as we get in this series today and continue for the next several weeks. So he uses another word. So let's go to John 15. If you've got your Bibles, go with me there quickly. If you've got your Bible, you've got your app on your phone, whatever, just get to John 15. We're gonna read verses one through five. Gonna read verses one through five. Anybody glad that we're not having church in the rain today? Come on. <laughs> you can hear it right now on that metal roof. John chapter 15, verses one through five. Now this is Jesus talking. Here's what he says. He says, I am the true grapevine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. Somebody shout even more. So they will produce even more. Now notice what Jesus says here, this is important. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine, and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce a little bit of fruit. Much, everybody say much. That Greek word there is plion, and it means not just much in quantity, but much in quality. So it's quality and quantity with Jesus. Come on, somebody. You will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. 
what an incredible passage spoken here by King Jesus. What a, what a revelational moment that we see here. We see quickly some incredible things about life in Christ. Some incredible things about life in Jesus. And listen, we see a promise, church, in this text that we don't talk about too much, but we should talk about it more. We should talk about it more. See, Jesus is very clear that our heavenly Father is not just our God, but he's also our gardener. Come on. He is our God and he is our gardener. And he's the gardener because Jesus is the vine. And Jesus said, I'm the vine and you are the branches. Look to your neighbors and say, hey, branch, come on, tell them. We're fellow branches. And our Father does something incredible that we see that we cannot do for ourselves. And it's not what most of us, church, would think because it's not, it's not the other incredible promises we talk about a lot. We talk a lot about God's provision. Anybody thankful for God's provision? We talk a lot about God's protection. Anybody thankful for God's protection? How about the promises of peace or the promises of, of, of power, even God's purpose in our lives? He doesn't mention any of those promises, but he does reveal another promise, and it's called the promise of pruning. The promise of pruning. Somebody shout pruning. And I need you to hear me today, church. As we get into this understanding about being under construction with the Lord means that we're saying yes to spiritual pruning. That just like we should be thankful for all those promises I just mentioned, we should also be thankful for the promise of pruning in our lives. We should also be thankful for the promise of pruning. You see, when our God and gardener prunes us, that's when we go under construction. Now stay with, I need to put on your construction thinking caps and stay with me just for a minute. When our God and gardener prunes us, that's when we go under construction. Because remember, when something is under construction, it means that it's, it's unfinished and it's actively being worked on. In other words, under construction happens to make it better. To make it better. Church, can I tell you today that when something is being pruned, when it's being trimmed or shaped and cut, it's because it's being made better. It's being made better. By definition, listen to this, by definition, pruning is the trimming or cutting away of dead or overgrown branches, especially to increase fruitfulness and growth. I love when Webster preaches for me. I love that definition. Pruning is the trimming or cutting away of dead or overgrown branches, especially to what? Somebody shout increase. Listen, I need you to see the correlation. If you wanna rise next year like God has already spoken to me that he wants to do, we've got to say yes to pruning and being under construction first. If we wanna rise to what God wants to do, we've gotta say yes to the promise of pruning. You see, church, it's when we go under construction that we are actually receiving one of God's promises that blesses and benefits us in supernatural ways, and it is the blessing of pruning. Look to your neighbor and say, it's time to get cut. Come on, tell them. It's time to get cut. And as you just took a knife out of your pocket, put it back in there in Jesus' name and don't do it again. But now that we can see the correlation under construction, is a spiritual pruning of you and me. I want us to go back to John 15 again. 
And I specifically want us to go to verse three. Here's what verse three says. It says, you have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Now, why is this important? Because if you're in this room today or you're watching online, if you're a disciple of Jesus, you've been pruned before. If you're a disciple of Jesus, you have been pruned before. You see, you got pruned when you got saved. You are pruned when you are saved. And praise God for that pruning because that pruning is what allowed the poison of sin and death to be cut off of you so you could start living a life of spiritual fruitfulness. Anybody thankful that you've been pruned once before? I'm thankful that we've been pruned before, but I hate to break it to you, it's not one pruning and you're done. And I'm gonna get plain just for a minute because it's the Sunday after Thanksgiving and I love you. If it's been a long time since you have been pruned, I guarantee you there's some things the Lord needs to cut off your life. But it's not one prune and you're done. And let me explain why, because we have got to see it as we start this series today. Because verse four says, if you remain, somebody say remain. Remain, it's the, it's the other word abide, it's the Greek word meno that means, it doesn't mean that you visit, it means that you come and stay. You abide in Jesus. If you remain in Jesus. Verse four says, if you remain in Jesus, you will be fruitful, which means the promise of pruning continues to happen in your life and in my life, if you're really remaining in Jesus, you're gonna get pruned a lot more than you ever thought you would. You wanna know why? Because you're not perfect and you're not finished, but God's still working on you. God's still working on each of us. And when we remain in Jesus, the Bible says that he will continue to prune us. Why? Because when we're connected to the vine who is Jesus, church, we have times and seasons where God will cut away branches that are unfruitful. I guarantee you there are places right now in a lot of our lives that we are connected and they are unfruitful. They're unfruitful. And Jesus says, I need to cut those branches away. But can I tell you, he also said, I will prune and cut back places that have been fruitful so they can become more fruitful. And for some of us, that logic doesn't make sense. We say, well, I get why God would cut away branches that are unfruitful, but why would he cut away fruitful things to make room for more fruitful things? Because I'm gonna tell you, God wants to do more in and through your life. And just because you've been fruitful somewhere doesn't mean that that's the peak of it. God says, if you'll let me prune you, you'll be even more fruitful in those areas. You'll do even more. How many of you guys wanna do more in 2023 for the kingdom? Then you better say yes to going under construction. You better say yes to being pruned by our gardener who is our great and heavenly father. But he will prune those places. And can I tell you, and we'll talk about this more over our series, there are four general principles about pruning. There are four general principles about pruning. Do I have any master pruners in the room? Pastor Brad, put your hand down. That's ridiculous. I am definitely not a master pruner. My mother-in-law does all of our gardening around our house. And then I thank her and take her out to dinner because I don't know how to do it. But there are four principles I want you to see. Throw them on the screen, Darby. What to prune, where to prune, when to prune, and how often to prune. Those are four principles that anybody that really does this, they know those four things. They've learned those principles because those principles should be showing up if you are a gardener taking care of things. 
And see, what's interesting is those principles that we're gonna look at. When we look at John 15, we see that our master pruner and gardener, Jesus reveals it, our master pruner and gardener, he prunes us for two specific reasons. He prunes us, everybody shout two. Two specific reasons. Number one, to remove things that can be fatal and problematic. To remove things that can be fatal and problematic. See, sometimes when we read that text of John 15, it says, oh, he removes dead branches. But can I tell you, sometimes we get connected to things that aren't dead, but they're causing us to die. They can be fatal and problematic. How many of you guys know that sometimes we're connected to things and people that are not just affecting us, they're infecting us? And so what he says, he says, sometimes I've gotta come into your life in a time where you've gotta go under construction Wait, you gotta be pruned, and I will remove things that can be fatal and problematic. Well, pastor, there's nothing fatal. I'm a believer, there's nothing problematic. Honey, sometimes we all have places and patterns in our lives that can keep us from walking in the fullness of what God has for us. And if there's anything that's hindering the fullness of God, it is problematic. That means it's not for you and it's not good for you. And so he removes things that can be fatal and problematic in our lives. The second one is this. He will prune us to make room for more fruit and purpose. What does that mean? That means that what has been fruitful can and should be more fruitful. He does that. He makes room. He removes and then he makes room for more. He removes and then he makes room for more. And we'll look more at these next week, these principles, but I want you to see this now, church, because if you don't know why God prunes you, you will think you're under attack when really you're just under construction. I, I know Satan is a stealthy enemy, and he is, a, he is a very good thief, but sometimes we give him more credit than he deserves. Sometimes the reason that we say we're being attacked is because we don't know the ways of God in our own lives. Come on now. And in this moment right here, I want you to grab. If you don't recognize that God wants to prune you, if you don't understand why God prunes us, then you will walk around telling people you're under attack, but really you're just under construction and God's been with you the whole time. And so we have to see it and understand it and catch it so we can really embrace being under construction with the Father. If you're with me, somebody say amen. So we have to see, church, of why we need to catch this now. Why we need to catch this now. You see, when God desires for us to go under construction, when God desires for us to be spiritually pruned, hear me, it's because he is preparing us for what's to come. He's preparing us for what's to come. You're not finished yet, and you haven't seen God's best yet. God wants to continue to reveal his glory in greater measures in your life, and so he invites us into seasons of being under construction so he can prepare us for more. Anybody want more? Man, if you're satisfied spiritually, then you need to eat of the things of God again because I'm telling you, there's more for you in Jesus' name. There's more for you in Jesus' name. You see, church, when God invites us to go under construction with the promise of pruning, it's because he sees our present and he also sees our future. You can see your present, but you can't see your future. He can see both. 
He can see your present and he can see your future. And when God invites you to go under construction, when you see, listen, these stupid barrels ought to start becoming barrel of blessings in our lives. Come on. Because if you see these barrels, it's not because you've done something wrong. It's because God's inviting you to something saying, I'm preparing you for what's to come. I'm preparing you for next. Somebody shout next. He's preparing you for what's next, but we've gotta recognize when God invites us to be under construction, when God invites us to experience the promise of pruning, it's because he sees, church, our present and our future. Let me say it this way. God knows what needs to go and what needs to grow. When he invites you to this, it's because he knows what needs to go and he knows what needs to grow. He knows what needs to grow in our lives. And let's be real for a minute, but pastor, what if God prunes some relationships in my life? Oh, this is a good one. What if God prunes relationships in my life? Or what if God wants me to change my habits or things that have become familiar and comfortable for me? Or pastor, what if when I say yes to being under construction, God starts to change things that I didn't want him to change? Let me show you John 15, eight. Look at this. When you are comfortable and in control, you are my true disciples. That brings great glory. How many of you guys know that is not the word of God? But some of you, when you read that, you were like, oh, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Lord, you want me to be comfortable and in control at all times. Thank you so much. You're such a good gardener, Lord. Yes, he didn't say that. I made that up. Now, let me show you the real verse. Look here. When you produce much fruit, you are my true disciples. This brings great glory to my Father. He didn't say, honey, when you're comfortable, I, you're pleased. I'm, you're, you're, I'm pleased with you. He didn't say when you have everything familiar, that's when you're producing fruit. He says when the fruitfulness is there, that means you don't care about comfort, you're not worried about familiar, but you say, Lord, prune me and prune me and prune me so I can be fruitful in every part of my life. Oh, come on, 845. Somebody give the Lord praise if you're ready to be fruitful. Listen to me. God is more concerned with what he has created you for and what he has called you to than he is your comfort and your control. He is much more concerned with what you were created to do and what he called you to accomplish than he is your comfort and your control. Church, listen, the kingdom of God isn't centered around you feeling comfortable and familiar. And if that's what you're looking for, you are looking for a religion that is headed by you. Because the kingdom of God does not care about our comfort and our familiarity. But it cares about the calling of God and the fruitfulness that we should all walk in as kingdom citizens in the earth. If you believe that, somebody say amen. But the only way we can experience this is to say, Lord, I'm willing to go under construction. Lord, I'm willing to say yes to the promise of pruning. See, church, remember something about God. God is the one who knows what needs to go and what needs to grow. He's the only one that knows what needs to go and what needs to grow. 
Well, but pastor, what if going under construction and getting pruned brings some pain that I have to go through when he cuts some things out of my life and he prunes some things that I didn't know needed pruning? I'm gonna reveal something to you that we should have talked about a lot longer in the church and we didn't. Sometimes God uses our pain in a positive way. I don't know what Americanized gospel you heard but if you think that a life with Jesus is completely gone of pain, you need to go back and read the New Testament all over again. Go tell the apostles who gave their life for the kingdom that pain is not a part of it. Now Jesus took the worst pain, come on somebody, but there are times that he will let us feel and experience pain to get us in position for our purpose. I wish somebody had told me that because I learned it the hard way by myself. And I don't know about you, but it was some of those deepest, darkest moments of pain. That's when I learned how faithful God was. That's when I saw his goodness on a consistent basis. But if you're in this room today and you say, well, pastor, if I say yes to going under construction, if I say yes to the, to the promise of pruning, and all of a sudden there's some pain because God cut some things out of my life that have been there a long time, or he pruned some things I didn't know needed pruned. Listen to me, hear me today. Pruning is not punishment. Come on, somebody, you with me? Pruning is not punishment. Everybody say that with me. Pruning is not punishment. There might be some pain involved if God has to prune some of, some of those relationships that aren't causing you to be fruitful. There might be some pain involved, church, if there are things that are hindering you. There might be some pain involved if God wants to break agreements that you've made in your heart or any negative core beliefs or values or things that are poisonous and toxic. But Romans 8.18 reminds us that all of the pruning and under construction is worth it because he said this, what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us. Us later. Come on, somebody give the Lord praise for his word. What we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory that he will reveal to us later. So God doesn't prune you to punish you. He prunes you to, to prepare you for what is coming. He does not prune you to punish you. He prunes you to prepare you for what's coming. Listen to me, church. You were blessed that God loves you enough to put you under construction and prune you. You were blessed, somebody say I'm blessed. You are blessed that God loves you enough to put you under construction and prune you. Hear me, pruning is a blessing. Pruning is a blessing of God. And let me encourage you and remind you today, don't let the enemy of your life make you bitter about pruning when it actually makes you better. Don't you dare take the bait of Satan for the enemy to come in while God has got you under construction and let that make you bitter when God is actually making you better. Pruning makes you better. 
under construction in God's hands makes you better. It makes you better. Somebody say, I'm better with Jesus. Come on, I'm better with Jesus. I'm better with Jesus. I'm better with Jesus. So church, what does this mean? This means that just like we praise and thank God for being our provider, our protector, our purpose giver, our promise keeper, we should give God praise because he is also our pruner. He is our pruner. Anybody thankful he doesn't hand you the scissors and say, have fun? He's the pruner, and he's the master pruner. He, he is the project manager of you going under construction. And why I want you to catch this is because as we finish 2022, I do not want us to stumble into 2023, but I want us to walk into 2023 with our head held high, with all faith in our heart, knowing that God has more for each of us. But we gotta say yes to going under construction. We gotta say yes to letting God prune us. There is more for your life in Christ. There is more for you to accomplish in the world for the kingdom. And there is greater to be revealed in you and through you than you have experienced up until this point. God has been good, but he wants to continue to be good. You may have done great things, but he's got greater in store. Pastor, how do you know? Because 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 9 tells us this, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. That is our next season. That is what God has next for you. But before you get there, you've got to say, Lord, I'm willing to go under construction. Lord, I'm willing to be pruned. And listen, if you wanna be pruned the way God wants you to be pruned, you don't get to tell God what to leave off and what to take. It's not like going to a haircutting place, a salon. Oh, just take a little bit off the top and a little bit off the side. God knows better than you. Let me ask you a question. How many of you guys really understand that all of us have some blind spots? That's why I've got a wife, she helps me out so much. Is she in the room? She's probably not, but I'm so grateful for my wife. She's always like, Derek, don't be an idiot. Yes, ma'am, I got it, thank you. God does not have blind spots. God sees everything even when you don't. And to understand what God wants to do in and through your life, you've got to be willing to trust him in deeper ways. You've got to be willing to say, Lord, if I go under your construction, everything's gonna get better. Lord, if I let you prune me, God, you're not hurting me, you are helping me because you are helping me in a way that I cannot help myself. When God prunes you, he is doing something for you. He's not pruning from you, he's pruning for you. He's pruning for you. How many of you guys believe that God is for you? If you believe God is for you, understand he does this because he's for you. Why? Because John 15, 8 says that we should bear much fruit. And so when we're being prepared for greater, God wants to prepare us for greater in a way that 1 Corinthians 2, 9 really is our reality. 
I don't know how you feel, but I do not want to spend one year of my life on this earth living in less than than what I could in God. I don't wanna spend one year of my life living in mediocrity when I should be living in the miraculous. I don't wanna spend any time in my life in a place and in a way that I don't walk in the fullness of what God promised I could walk in. But the only way you say yes to that is to say yes to going under construction. Is to say yes to saying, Lord, Whatever it is, whoever it is, God, if it's not supposed to be there, take it off. Prune it. And God, if there are places that have been fruitful, but Lord, they could be more fruitful, God, prune it. God, because I want to see everything that you have for my life in the earth for the kingdom of God. If that's you, I want you to say amen. Come on, I want you to stand up all over the room today. Jesus. I heard the Lord say it, and I'm going to tell you again. Get ready to rise, Maker's Church. Man of God, get ready to rise. Woman of God, get ready to rise. Young person, get ready to rise. 2023 is a year that we will rise in Jesus' name. If you believe it, say amen. But in order to begin to rise, as we finish out this year, listen to me. We've got to be okay with going under construction. We've got to be willing to say, Lord, prune me. Whatever it is, Lord, prune me. Here's where it gets deep for a minute. God is always in charge. It's a theological immutability. God is at first whether you recognize it or not. But even though God is always in charge, he's not always in control of your life because you're the one that has to give him control. You're the one that has to give him control because all of us were born with freedom to choose. And this is one of those moments where you can either choose to let God be in control and let him work in your life in a way that you can't, or you can say, no, Lord, you're in charge, but I'm going to stay over here just in case. Please, as your shepherd this morning, do not believe the lie that you're okay when you're in control. If you believe the lie that you're better when you're in control, you will constantly miss what God intends for you. And the only way 
that you let God be in control. Do you know what it is? It's this beautiful world word that we all love. It's called submission. Everybody say submission. To submit to the Lord and say, Lord, I trust you. I trust you, Lord. I'm gonna hand you every part of it and say, Lord, prune me. Lord, I'll go under construction in any part of my life, God, because I don't want something. I want the best that you have for me in every part of my life. Look at Isaiah chapter 12, verse two. Look at the last part of that, or the first part of it. I will trust in him and not be afraid. I will, everybody say, I will trust in him and not be afraid. I will trust in him and not be afraid. I'm telling you, I know in my spirit, the Lord said, just like construction's going on on the outside, it's supposed to happen on the inside. And today, here's how I wanna close. I want my altar team to come, my prayer team, my elders, my deacons, my pastors. I want, every, I want my altar team to come. And we're gonna take a minute and we're gonna pray today. And I wanna tell you, if you're in this room this morning, maybe, maybe, you've never, maybe you've never been pruned before because you've never experienced Jesus as Savior and Lord. If that's you today, we wanna pray with you. We had several people get saved, not just that little girl, we had several adults get saved in our second service last week. But if you're in this room today and you wanna give your life to Jesus, please come, let us pray with you and celebrate with you what God wants to do. But if you are in this room and you are saved, we're gonna take time today and we're gonna talk to the Lord. And we're gonna give him permission. We're gonna make room in this house to do whatever he wants to do as we finish this year. Because I believe in 2023, it's our year to rise in Jesus' name. So right now, I want everybody, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to close your eyes just for a minute. And I'm gonna pray, and after I get done with this prayer, listen, if you need prayer for anything today, maybe it's not just about pruning or going under construction. If you need prayer for anything, after I say amen, I want you to come and let us pray with you because I know something about our God. Our God will meet you at the point of your need and he will do exceedingly abundantly above that that you can ask or think. But Father, right now, God, I pray over every heart and mind. God, I ask in Jesus' name, God, that in this room today, we would not be stubborn. God, we would not be in control, but we would submit our heart. God, we would submit our will to you, Lord, to being under construction. Lord, that we would trust you, God, and we would not be afraid. God, that we would invite you, God, to prune us. If you give God permission, say, Lord, I give you permission to prune. God, I give you permission, God, to prune. God, to prune God anything. God, to prune anything. God, to cut off what doesn't need to be there. God, to prune something that's been fruitful. Lord, to make it more fruitful. I give you permission, God, in my thoughts, my words, my relationships. God, my innermost core being, I invite you. God, I'm willing to go under construction. God, I'm willing to be pruned. God, because you're our master pruner.